you could look at people's lives and look at the fruit of their life and go, hmm, that says something about who they are. So maybe the narrow way is this. Karen, if you'll put that up. The Apostle Paul talked about fruit like this. He names these things. And I think this is what Jesus is, is getting at here. He's going, you can identify people by the fruit of their lives. And then Apostle Paul, he names some of this fruit, which is called the fruit of the Spirit. He says love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Like, people who are living in this narrow way, they're people that you would see more, of, more and more of this, like, popping up in their lives in some way. Um, and i got to be honest. Uh, if I'm going to identify you as a human being, uh, I'm probably at some point, I look really deeply at this kind of stuff. If I get to know you, I'm going, oh, man, they're a very patient person. Oh, man, that they are so kind. Or, man, that person has self-control. And I just kind of have learned that when I see that in someone's life, that's like the fruit of God's spirit at work in some way. And I celebrate it in people. And I tend to look at some of these when I'm not patient, going, ah, that's a, that's a place I can grow. Like, I got I to gotta work on that one. But I want to submit to you that maybe this is what Jesus is meaning by the narrow road. Maybe this doesn't come natural. It doesn't just happen. Maybe these are things that can grow in our lives when we're aware and we're paying attention to how God's life can be lived through us, when we're paying attention to how we can love each other and relate to each other more deeply. Maybe this is the goal. I actually think it is. And I actually think these things have to do more with the way we live our lives every day than just theological concepts of God. So, how, how are we doing on on some of these. Maybe the good fruit, I love the first one, is love. Maybe the good fruit is the practice of love. And if you're like me, that can be difficult sometimes. Can it? Knowing how to love in the right way that's really helpful. And I would even say this, knowing how to love ourselves sometimes. Because we can be really hard on ourselves. Knowing how to start from this place of love and the fruit that I think Jesus is talking about and the Apostle Paul is talking all these other things center in this thing called love. Can I present to you that maybe the narrow way is the way of love? And i got to tell you, I've been working at this for a long time, and I will spend the rest of my life working on this. And it can become something that is a narrow way because there are lots of ways to go left and right on love and, and skimp on it and, you know, with results that are not helpful to you or results that are not helpful to others. I think that's what Jesus is inviting us to in, here in this text. Okay, so if you guys are like me, um, who do we trust? Who do we listen to? Because he's talking about prophets here, right? And for me, um, I've already kind of said that I'm only going to trust people that I see those things kind of growing in their lives. Have you encountered other people that... Um, they look really impressive on the outside or you know, the way they present themselves um, you know, might be really um, impressive and you're kind of drawn to it. But then when you get to know them, some of those things are missing in their life. And like, it, like wow, that was so impressive. But like, when you really get down to it, there's not a whole lot of substance. Like, those are the kinds of things that I think we should 
be identifying people with and going, the people who are working on that are the people that we should trust more of. And if you're not growing in that, I'm sorry, I'm not going to open my heart to be a guide in my life. Now, you don't have to be perfect at these things, but I want to see a heart and a life that is working at this and is inviting God in some way, God's spirit to help them grow and develop these things. And here's the way we grow and develop them. We're put in situations where we get to choose the wide way or the narrow way. It isn't like we, you know, we could all fall down on our knees here and we could have Crystal come up and Brandon, they could play some more music and we could say, God, just pour that into me. And maybe there are moments like that when it's about preparing the heart. But the truth is, where these things are really grown in us is when we have opportunities in our life to choose these or to choose something else. In my day, my life is full of these things. And when you awaken to this is what the life of God looks like, oh, man, you'll, you'll, you'll find it in the smallest interaction um, in life. So, yeah, I think, I think this is what Jesus might be getting us to. Now, there was this... Um, guy named Eugene Peterson. He wrote the Message Bible. And uh, by the way, he is somebody that I do allow to guide me. Um, And he wrote uh, this, and I want to read this to you about this text. He said this, and this is is his writing of the same text that I read to you um, that Jesus said. He says, be wary of false preachers who smile a lot, dripping with practice (laughs) sincerity. Um, It reminds me of those television preachers where they're just sobbing, crying, and um, yeah. Yeah. Chances are they are out to rip you off some way or other. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. So well said, Eugene. Who, uh, who preachers are is the main thing, not what they say. And by the way, you guys have every right in my life to judge me by that. Not just by what I say, but about who I am and, and the ways that I live my life. And you know what? Preachers should be more accountable to people like you to come up and go, hey, you're preaching one thing, but that's not who you are. Um, if you ever see that in this man, come up and tell me. You're loving me if you do that. Um, we could help each other with that kind of thing. But a genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These diseased trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. How true is this? Like, in the world that we live in, How many trees have we seen chopped down that were really impressive on the outside and yet on the inside, what really mattered was their character, not their charisma. So when you hear me say someone is the real deal, Eugene Peterson is the real deal, here's what I mean by that. The real deal is there are people who, who live what they teach. They're people who are humble. They're accessible. Like you can access them, you know, um, uh, they are as interested in others as they are in themselves. When you hear me say they're the real deal, that's what I mean by that. They're, they're those kinds of people. They're humble. And they're growing these things that Paul says, and Jesus says, this is the fruit that we can identify each other by. So let's, let's, let's do that. Um, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to kind of just end here. Um, because this isn't just about other people. And by the way, I'm talking a lot about me. This text is talking about prophets and preachers and teachers. And so this is pointing a lot at me this morning. Next week, we'll point back at you guys. Um, but this is important. And um, in this early start, people ask me all the time, what are your beliefs? Um, well, if you go to our website, you will see on the first thing it says faith and practice. Like one of the things that was really intentional 
um, to us and those that started this. It's not me by myself. I didn't come down from Mount Sinai and tell Karen and Tony and all of you, this is what we're going to be. Um, no, we kind of went, what does it really mean to be a church? And so one of the things we said, well, whatever, whatever our faith is going to be, it's something that we can practice. It's not going to be something that we talk about. So everything's going to be about, do we practice these things? Are these things that we live out in our daily life? So if you go to our website, you will see faith and practice. And it's summed up real simple in this, is that our faith and practice is this. It's that we, our faith would be something that love is working through, and it would be in action. One, that we would be experiencing this love of God. We would be sharing it with each other, but we would be practicing it in some way with people that are closest to us, but the world around us in some way. I think that is kind of, if you, if you were to go, George, can you give me the elevator pitch on what the Bible is all about? I think it would come down to this. It's somehow that we are loved by this God, and somehow that love is transforming in our lives, and Jesus is a beautiful example and model of what that love looks like lived out in humanity, and we're not just to sit around and talk about it, we're actually to practice what it is and follow what Jesus taught us to do. And if I could sum up the whole thing, it would be that he taught us what it means to be loved by God, to love God, and to love one another, and to love the world around us. That's my simple elevator pitch. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying not just to talk about it, but to be it. And um, one of the things that I would hope that we'd be a community that said, yeah, that's the central thing. Let's, let's, let's do that. Okay, so enough about me. Let's talk about us just for a quick moment here. If, if Jesus is credible, okay, and we're to take him seriously, then we should be more vigilant about the road that we're walking on. That's all of us. Not just me, not just a preacher. Um, if Jesus is credible, which I believe he is, then let's think about that. What road are we walking? And I wonder in what way, what is it producing in your life? Because what it really comes down to, does it, is it really leading to a more healthy life, a more whole life, or not? Like, I think the litmus test of everything that Jesus teaches isn't happening in this theoretical head in our intellect. I think it can actually play out in everyday life. Is Jesus trustworthy? When he invites us to these kinds of things, is that really a better way to live? And does that really mean um, that's what it means to be alive? I, I'm unashamed about that. Um, I've been trying to apply that and invite everybody I possibly can to my entire life to go, yeah, we should take these words of Jesus seriously. And if we could figure out how this plays out in our everyday life, and we're becoming the kind of people who are more and more alive, hey, the, you know, the obscure future of eternity and what heaven looks like will take care of itself because we'll be trusting God now in this life. And it'll just make sense that if we could trust him now, then whatever's coming in the future that we can't figure out or what heaven looks like, what that all is going to look like, what I'm experiencing now is trustworthy. Why wouldn't I trust that? So when Jesus speaks of the kingdom, he's not talking about some obscure future. He's talking about the kingdom. Go, go in the book of Luke. He says the kingdom is what? Within you and me. So the kingdom he's talking about is something that we all can experience right now. Not something we have to wait for some other place. So once again, if we bring it down to 
uh, about you and me, then how, how are we living? And what road are we walking on? Because the whole Sermon on the Mount is this invitation. This is actually what it means to be alive. Okay. I want to take just a few moments and I want to reflect for a moment. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If just get comfortable, um, a prayer mentor of mine says that when you move into a moment of prayer or meditation, to uh, put your body in a place that is comfortable. So if you need to sit up, if you want to cross your hands, I don't, however you feel comfortable, I want you to find that moment. For some of us, it's closing our eyes, but I just want to guide us in a reflection for a moment. Will you just, will you allow me to do that? Will you trust me to do that for just a moment? So you can keep your eyes open, you close your eyes, but I do want you just for a moment to pause. And let me ask you, what kind of fruit have you been bearing in your life lately? These fruits of God's Spirit are up on the screen here. Maybe for some of us, it's, hey, I'm doing better at some of these and struggling with some others. But if you need to take a look at that, but what fruit is your life bearing lately? And let me ask you this, are, are we bearing fruits in the name of love? I think love is the most powerful force in the universe. And whenever we can grow in it, move toward it, mature in it, experience it, I think then we're really beginning to experience the, the life of God. And so all these fruits center upon that, that one word, love. Let me ask you this, what do the most recent practices of your everyday life say about you? And are those practices helpful? Because the truth is, is that Jesus talks about a broad way that's destructive and a narrow way that leads to life. Man, when I thought about that wide destructive way, oh, I could find all kinds of things in my own heart, my own life, but in the world of how destructive we can be to ourselves and to others. And so what practices are helping us? What practices might be more destructive? And then think about this. And maybe some of you can do this later today, but what do the closest people to you say about the fruit that's being, that you're bearing in your life? Um, because maybe others see in some way oh, yeah, this is what you're, this part is really helpful, but this thing is something that maybe you can grow in. So maybe you need to ask somebody. And then if you're bearing bad fruit in some way, can you find the courage to start over and plant new seeds of truth that will bear the fruit of love? I'm finding myself always coming back to that. And some place where I'm not bearing that kind of fruit is, well, do I have the courage to start over and plant something that would bring about these kinds of things in my life? Am I patient 
with myself and others? Are you patient with yourself and others to discern truth in the road that leads to life? Or do you never have moments like these to, to even think those kinds of questions? And then finally, what kind of fruit are we bearing together um, as a community? Our hope is that we would bear some kind of fruit in the world as a, as a church. What would, what would we hope people would say in Nashville if they encountered one of us and we said we go to View Church? What would we hope they would say about you or about our community? And, and honestly, are we practicing the way of love? Um, I think that's what we're all kind of aiming for. I think it's the invitation of Jesus. And I think it's where the life of God can be lived most fully in each of us. God, I, I pray now that these words of Jesus would give us cause to, to think about the process. And that somehow we would trust the words of Jesus and know that this way of, of living involves being vigorous, paying attention. And that's why it's the narrow way because it does involve work. It isn't just given to us something that we open our lives to. And so I pray for my friends here in this room this morning that they would trust you on that way. And if there's a narrow way that you're inviting them into, that they would have the courage to say yes. Yes, Jesus, I will trust you with that. But by your spirit, God, would you just reveal it? and guide us all. And then would you also give us the courage to share it with another, that we would share it with each other so that we wouldn't just go this way alone, but we could find other people that would be an encouragement to us on our path. But may you, by your spirit, lead, you, lead each of us to the way of life. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Karen, if you put up that last slide, I just want to leave you with this. This is Eugene Peterson again, um, writing or rewriting this text that we just read in Mark. He says, don't look for shortcuts to God. <laughs> the market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff, even though crowds of people do. The way to life and to God is vigorous and requires total attention. And may you discover and find in the exact way you need that that is the way that leads to life. God bless you all. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you back here next week. Go Titans! <laughs>